All they had to do was win. Here we go. Jalen Hurts sets it up, finds Dallas Goddard for a 21-yard pass. That sets up perfectly for Jalen Hurts' first rushing touchdown of the night. Fletcher Cox, party at the quarterback. There he goes, causing some ruckus up front for the young QB. And here we go. Jalen Hurts again rushes for a second touchdown of the day and then delivers a 19-yard dart to Greg Ward in the end zone. Eagles fans, welcome into the post-game show presented by Rico. I'm Gabriella DiGiovanni, joined by Fran Duffy and Ike Reese. Like I said, all they had to do was win. A Tuesday night, they battled through the chaos, and they got it done here in South Philadelphia. They really did. And while through the night, we'll give them the majority of the credit to the players as they rightfully deserve the credit. But I want to start off by giving the coaches, starting with the head coach, Nick Sirianni, credit for getting his team ready to play tonight. Adverse situations, they had to postpone the game Sunday. Uh, a lot of players weren't ha necessarily happy about it. But again, that didn't become a distraction for this team. Started off a little rusty. Sometimes we forget it's been 16 days since they played their last game, 23 days for the starting quarterback since he played in his last game. So some of that rust could be expected. Uh, Washington got out to an early lead, but then the Eagles found their groove, and they arguably put up their best offensive production uh, game of the season. Fran, over 500 yards of total offense tonight. Uh, they had it going uh, through the air and on the ground. 235 yards rushing. Yeah. Uh, this, this team has been outstanding on the ground. And what I love was what Ike alluded to, the ability to fight through adversity. This was a team that started the game off with two drives, two turnovers, that fluky interception on the first third down of the game, then the sack fumble. Did they wilt? No. They kept fighting. They came back. They were able to take the lead uh, going into the third quarter. Outstanding job by this offense, by this defense, pulling together and coming away with the W. Talking about that rushing game, seventh consecutive game of over 175 yards. I mean, that's a stat line just to get going, right? But we saw Miles Sanders over 100 yards rushing. That's his second consecutive game to reach that mark. Jordan Howard, always a difference maker on the field. And again, feel like a broken record at this point. You have to give that offensive line credit. They're missing their top four guards. Sua Opeta, great game. Yeah, I'm, I'm really running out of adjectives to describe <laughs> what this offensive line has been able to do this year. When you talk about the experience, the savvy vets and, and Lane Johnson and Jason Kelsey having to almost be mentors out there on the field to these young players that have been pressed into action some sooner than expected. And then you got to obviously give a lot of credit to Jeff Stoutland getting these guys ready to go. Sue Opetta stepped in there tonight. Nate Herbig stepped in there. I mean, not. Uh, um, I'm thinking, who am I thinking? Was Herbig in there? Herbig in right yes, guard. Yes, yeah. Herbig in there, right guard tonight. Great job by him as well. Uh, I love the fact that the Eagles, they had a couple guys down, and they said to themselves, we know who we are. We're going to go out there and impose our will on this Washington football team. They were able to do that on the ground. But I also knew Washington would try to force the Eagles to throw the ball at times. And we were going to have to make plays through the air. And it was good to see Jalen, after that first interception, sort of settle down. I know he had the fumble where he held onto the ball uh, a little long. But he settled down and was able to find his groove and threw for almost 300 yards. And, and early on, we saw a couple of those scrambles where, you know, he drops back, doesn't like what he sees, takes off. Positive gains, but I thought he made plays as a passer throughout the game as well. As the game went on, I thought we saw increased poise from the second-year quarterback. And then just getting back to the run game, what I loved most, guys, was we knew the strength of that Washington front were those two defensive tackles. I thought that the Eagles did a great job of working to the perimeter in this game. A lot of pin-pull schemes, the toss plays, outside zone runs. You get those defensive linemen running sideline to sideline. Now, fourth quarter, time to salt the game away. Now you go downhill. Those guys are worn out from chasing those perimeter runs all day. I thought the Eagles did a really good job game plan-wise in this matchup. Well, let's check in over at Lincoln Financial Field with Eagles insider Dave Spadaro to get a look at what he saw down on the sidelines. Dave, welcome on in. What are your initial thoughts from this big win against the Washington football team? Well, Ella, I guess I'd ask the question, is the ghost of Joe Webb officially exercised from <laughs> the Tuesday primetime slate? I mean, at 10-0, I'm up in the press box with Ike going, geez, what is, what's going on here? The Eagles could not have started the game really in more kind of sloppy fashion. The first three drives, the Dallas Goddard freak interception, the Jalen Hurts fumble, the penalty marred drive that ended the third possession, but really got to give the Eagles credit. I mean, this is a team that's young in a lot of areas, quarterback and head coach included, 
and they just showed great resiliency. They showed great patience and a lot of maturity. And offensively, they did what they wanted against a, an aggressive and a good Washington defense. So great balance. You know, we wondered about Jalen and and his ability to move. I, I thought he moved fine after that knocking off the rust. I mean, he hadn't played since November 28th. I mean, it was a long time ago. And there was some rust there. I was really impressed with the way he threw the football today. Love the contributions from Goddard, who had a couple of plays he would have loved to have back as well. And Greg Ward stepping up with the dagger touchdown in the fourth quarter. Terrific performance from a team that waited a long time to get on the football field. Dave, I thought you really hit on Jalen Hurts there and his performance. I want to ask you about Dallas Goddard, who clearly has become the focal point of this passing attack and one of the go-to weapons. Third down, red zone, they try and design different plays for him at all three levels of the field. We saw him catch that 45-yarder down the left sideline, screen game, over routes. Talk about Goddard and what you saw from him up close here tonight. I mean, Fran, I think we're seeing what the Eagles saw in Goddard A when they drafted him. He's been really patient working with Zach Ertz these last few years, and now as the number one tight end, we see that his skill set matches up with any in the league. He's devastating when he has the football in his hands. He's powerful. He's a really tough matchup. He's a big playmaker. And, you know, he's providing a weapon for Jalen in every facet of the formation, all around the formation. Nobody's wondering if Jalen Hurts can complete passes over the middle anymore, are they? I mean, the Eagles really took advantage of some terrific matchups tonight. And Goddard delivered, obviously had the freak interception, and then he had another drop later. But on a play, by the way, a screen that was set up absolutely beautifully and would have gained big yards. But what a weapon to have a, a big-time tight end again in this Eagles offense. It's just when you got you guys look at this offense over these last several weeks, it is just a complete offense. They're, they're playing without their starting guards, and they're still dominating at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, I mean, just another phenomenal performance day from this offensive line. I want to touch a little bit more on Jalen Hurts and what he was able to do tonight because what impressed me, and I'm wondering if you saw the same thing, I don't know if he's 100% healthy. Uh, he ran sometimes when he felt comfortable, but I thought uh, maybe he was forced to stay in the pocket tonight and play the game from the pocket, and I thought that helped. Uh, throwing the ball down the field. What was he, 20 of 26 uh, when uh, passing attempts? Uh, I thought he played a clean game from the pocket for the most part. Obviously, the freak interception off of Dallas Goddard's foot. But what did you think of Jalen Hurts' passing game from the pocket? I, I think in the development of Jalen Hurts, we're going to see defenses doing everything they can to keep Jalen in the pocket and beat them with his arm. And tonight, he minced and sliced and diced and destroyed the Washington secondary. Now, one that was ranked 30th in the NFL against the pass. But I think we're going to see that. I mean, defenses look at this Eagles offense and they go, what are we going to try to take away here? The run game has been really powerful. Let's make Jalen Hurts win from the pocket. And tonight he did that. Now, look, he's, he's, got, he's, he's a developing quarterback. He's had, what, 17 starts in his career. Really impressed with the way he bounced back from a tough start. Everybody in the stadium getting a little bit restless, a little bit nervous. Not Jalen Hurts. He was calm, cool, collected, and he just came through. Touchdown, touchdown, field goal. I mean, the Eagles just went up and down the field, and Jalen Hurts did it with his arm tonight, and that was great to see. Dave, bringing this back over to the defensive side of the football, you and I talked on the, the kickoff show about some of the, the big weapons there for that Washington football team. You highlighted Terry McLaurin. I talked about Antonio Gibson. Gibson, 15 carries for 26 yards tonight. Terry McLaurin, just two catches. The defense uh, really came through. Obviously, we're dealing with some short fields early on. I thought that, that group really came together here tonight. Yeah, only one drive that Washington manufactured without a takeaway, so... Hats off to the Eagles' defense for making some adjustments, taking away McLaurin down the field, taking away the versatility of Gibson, not only his run game, Fran, but you know, you've highlighted his ability as a receiver. Uh, brought pressure when they had to bring some pressure. Really did a good job attacking the middle of the Washington line and down, overpowering the center position and the guard positions. And I, like, I really like the use of Fletcher on the edge. I thought that was very effective. A heavy package with Fletch on the edge for a couple of snaps there. So uh, good job by the Eagles defense and when they had to. Obviously didn't like giving up the fourth quarter touchdown, but I excuse them. That was the only touchdown drive of the evening that Washington was able to manufacture. 
Yeah, Dave, you, you hit on it right there at the end there, a guy who I thought stood out on the defensive side of the football, six-time Pro Bowler Fletcher Cox, uh, a sack and a half for him tonight, a uh, tackle for loss. You know, he, I, I don't know if they gave him credit for a fumble caused on that last play against uh, Gilbert, but I thought Fletcher really showed up uh, in this game tonight. And if this team is going to do what they hope to do over the last month of the season, Fletcher is going to have to be at the forefront leading that defense. Just, just can you elaborate a little bit more just on Fletcher seemingly, seemingly playing with a lot more energy and certainly getting the production? Yeah, real quick uh, with Fletcher, obviously the bye week gave him some energy. Uh, really good for him to come back from the bye week. Going to need him down the stretch. Five-day turnaround before the Giants come to town. And when you have Fletcher Cox wreaking havoc up front with the way Javon Hargrave has played and Barnett played a good game off the edge as well tonight. Josh Sweat has been productive. Um, I thought Jackson had a couple of nice plays, really big plays actually. And so, yeah, if Fletch leads the way, it's like old times here with the Eagles' defensive front. If that defensive front dominates in these final three games, the Eagles are going to be really happy at the end of this regular season. All right, Dave, thank you so much for your time. As Sirianni and Jalen Hurd say it's a 24-hour rule, but this week it might be about 12 or so. All right, <laughs> yeah, we'll for talk sure. to you soon. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you. Thanks, Dave. All right, we picked apart a lot, both on the offense and the defensive side of the ball. I want to go back to Dallas Goddard real quick. The thing I liked most, we're actually going to head over to the podium, Miles Sanders. Being a running back hurts. For real? Yeah. Why, why is this – why do these past two games have come so well for you since returning from injury? Um, I don't know, honestly. Uh, I, all I can do is compliment my O-line and Coach Stout. Um, They're doing a heck of a job each and every week. I think this is the, what, seventh game, I think, in a row with over 200-something yards rushing. Um, yeah, that's just credit to the O-line. And, you know, it's, it's, they're making it very easy for, for the running backs to run behind them. So. We didn't see you late. Jacket on, something wrong? Uh, uh, I, you know, I'm coming off my, my injuries and stuff, so they'll probably just send me out, just resting me. You know, we got a, three more games that we got to get right for, and, you know, just trying to do whatever I can each and every week to get back each week, you know, to, to play. What were the last few days like after finding out that this game had been postponed? Say that again? What were the last few days like after, fi after you found out that this game was moved to Tuesday? Uh, dragging a little bit, but, you know, it doesn't matter if we play on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Whatever they tell us to play, we're going to play, and we're going to come ready ready to play. And we already know what's, what's at stake for these last couple of games, taking it one game at a time. But, <clears throat> yeah, just focus on one game and whatever. If they wanted us to play next tomorrow, uh, probably we'll play tomorrow. It don't matter. So it is what it is. And, just trying to handle it the right way. What was Nick's message to the team once he told you that the game had been moved? Uh, just, just stay focused. You know, stay focused. Going to have some extra days mentally to get right, and that's exactly what we did. Just, just attack it the best, best way that we can. Uh, I, I made the wrong uh, read. I should have went the other way. That's all. He was upset with me, but. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Kelsey. <laughs> when you think about Kevin earlier in the season, we were asking a lot about your usage and why you weren't being used more. Did you ever think that you'd be a, a, this big a part of the, the game plan two weeks in a row? Always. Uh, you know, I, I just wanted to contribute as much as I can to help this team win, no matter if I, no matter what it is. You know, um, that's all it is. Uh, not not a selfish player at all. Just just want to contribute and do what I can for this team to get a W. Gardner was making jokes in the huddle. Did Jalen make any jokes tonight? No, nah, no. Nah. Jalen's more more serious. You know, you can't really joke around with him. <laughs> well, more, more, I think it was 16 days until last play. Was there any rust or, you know, anything you had to get through uh, to start the game? Uh, no, not really. It's just um, the game being on Tuesday just made it a little bit longer. So, you know, we, we kind of been listening to coaches for about two weeks now before we even play. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's – that's about it, really. Yeah. Okay. Miles, how much has that got off to, to a slow start? Um, what did Nick say to you guys at halftime? It seemed like he turned around Um. Well, we, we were really beating ourselves, you know, with the first two turnovers. And um, we just had to come back from that, you know, just come back. We knew we were getting the ball. Uh, 
after the half, and we we bounced back in the first half, they tied up, and came back, you know, just trying to end the game, you know, finish the game. How much did the extra time help you, uh, specifically from the health standpoint with the game? Uh, yeah, just <clears throat> gave me more time to, you know, rehab it and, and stuff and get it more right as, as much as I could, but, you know, it's a short week, so I'm going to do the same thing, do as much as I can to get ready for Sunday. Try to keep them focused with uh, the two extra days uh, going into this game. You know, uh, control what you can control. Um, we, uh, I felt like a couple of our practices, you know, the the Thursday and our Friday practice wasn't up to our standard, and so I looked at it as, hey, we got two extra days now to get a, to get it to our standard. And we practiced much better. Now I know it didn't reflect that in the opening moments of the game. Um, but I was really, I was glad that we got that extra, extra bit of, uh, get, extra bit of practice to clean some things up. So, and again, it, you, you know, if you spend all your time being upset about something you can't control, you're putting unnecessary energy in there. So we talked a lot about that, you know, that we're, we're a team about the process and, and getting a little bit better each day. And it gave us two extra days to get a little bit better. And so that's what we focused on instead of the things we couldn't control. Nick, the broad, Nick, the broad, start, Nick, the broad, you mentioned the early start. How'd you over, overcome those two turnovers? Uh, well, you know, I think we just settled in. Again, you never want to, you never want to start like that, and uh, it, it was rusty. It was, it was really rusty, and um, and you never want to start like that. Give them credit too. They, they, they did some good things to, to. Um, I know they, they were in the right place with the, with the drop, and they, and they got pressure on Jalen on that. That's a good defense, and. Uh, and so we just, you know, I, I just give the guys credit of, you know, having a dog mentality, and, and it's okay, and, you know, that we were down ten nothing, and and they just kept playing, and they and they played a really good game the rest of the way out. Defense defense held them to uh, throws was big when the defense held them to to three, and we were only down ten nothing. Offense came alive, and it was just a good team win. I think what you saw is. As, as disappointing as, as the, the slow start was, you saw a lot of guys contribute today, you know, uh, and that was just a great team win. You saw Jalen Rager contribute in a big way today, and I was really excited about that because he works, he works his tail off at practice, and he's got a lot of talent. And so I, I was just happy to, for, him to, for him to get some play, make some big plays. Teron Jackson on defense, like you just, you just saw it as a, a full team win uh, of guys making plays. So uh, started off rusty, but uh, they, they bounced back uh, because this is a, that's a team that's the type of team we have resilient dog mentality next play mentality having maybe a spirited message for Jalen after the fumble can you close in on what that was sure uh, Jalen and I are used to get uh, Jalen's dad coached him hard my dad coached me hard and so I think Jalen responds to tough coaching he likes tough coaching and I wasn't going to back down on him I thought he was careless with the football and I let him know that and uh, we're just honest with each other and so uh, you know sometimes it's, it comes off as just you know that we're just talking through it and sometimes I got to deliver the message a little bit different, but what a great job by him having that mentality just to, to you know, he had two turnovers early, and the first one's not his fault. Um, so what an op, what a he played a great football game today, one of the best football games I've seen him play, and so what what an unbelievable job by him of what he what did he say flush it. Don't look at it, flush it, and then move on. Uh, so awesome job by him. And uh, you know, when you have a relationship, you have a good relationship with uh, your quarterback. You're you're able to have those tough conversations like that. And uh, we moved on, and 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 we and he played a great game for me. How did he respond? Play Sunday? Could he have played Sunday? Yeah, we we were anticipating him playing Sunday as well. How did he respond in the moment to that tough tough coaching, and then? What did you see from him after? Like, like I said, he's. I think that's how you know. I know that his dad was tough on him, and uh, and I know Coach Staben probably didn't uh, shy away from yelling at him at all. And so I just think Jalen's able to take tough coaching, and uh, and you know, again, like I said, obviously he responded great because he played a phenomenal game uh, from there on up. How much did his ankle affect the game plan tonight? Were, were his marching orders to try to run a little bit less? Um, we did we did things uh, without going into detail for competitive uh, advantage reasons. We did things to to help uh, him out, and uh, and I just keep it at that. How many passing game tonight overall? Just 296 yards. How well did he look? Yeah, he was. He was. He was. The ball was going where it was supposed to go. Uh, when he needed to run, he 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 ran. Uh, the ball was accurate, um, and it wasn't. You know, uh, my college coach always would teach me that, or taught me that, like in a in a little bit of that drizzle, 
right? And when the field's a little bit uh, wet like that, that's a great day to pass. Um, and here's why. I know that's kind of opposite, but the defensive line rush slows down because of the, the, the ground is wet. Uh, the, de- the wide receivers know when they're breaking. The tight ends know when they're breaking. The defensive backs don't. And so the fact that he handled that wet ball too, now it just takes a little bit more concentration to catch the ball and throw the ball. And, uh, but uh, he did an unbelievable job in, in some, in some uh, weather that uh, required it. So uh, awesome job by, uh, by Jan- led by Jalen and uh, um, really good job by our skill guys and, uh, and unbelievable job by our offensive line protecting. You, you had some extra time as well, not only the bye, but the extra days. You got Darius in that little tweak uh, on offense. He goes by Slay. Slay. Big play Slay. Uh, yeah, obviously. Right. Uh, you also <laughs> tried to draw him off on the two points. Are these some of the things you thought about, or were they? We had a lot of time to watch a lot yeah. of football, yeah. I mean, we were always looking to. Yes. Yeah, who, who was it? I think it was Paul. It was. It was, yeah. Um, yeah, see, we we learn and we and we uh, we're constantly watching uh, things to make ourselves better. I mean, the part of getting better every day is you know not just with your own team, but learning from others. Uh, and so, yeah, we, we had an opportunity to sit back and watch uh, some some of those things and uh, and learn from them. So, yeah, we we were able to implement a couple things and uh, do a couple things to break some tendencies. Nick, you guys are the first team in thirty six years to have seven straight games in one hundred and seventy five. Yeah. Yeah. Is that just the offensive line? I mean, what does that it say takes, about it, performance? It, it takes everybody. It, it does. It always starts with the offensive line, and we got some some gritty guys up front. And uh, I don't want to sing. I mean, all of them. I mean, they all play. What a great job by Suo Peta to step in uh, and, and play a great game too. To be able to to run the ball like we did and protect like we did. Uh, against a, again, like I said, against a really good defense that I re- have a ton of respect for, um, with some good good front guys, um, and so it starts there. Our backs, we got a good staple of backs. We got our receivers blocking on the perimeter. Dallas Goddard's one is one of the best uh, blocking tight ends in the NFL. Not to mention what he did catching the football. Um, I think Jack Stoll's really coming along, um, and, and Jalen just gives you another element to the run game that is that's hard to stop. Uh, you know, front side wins games, back side wins championships is what I've always been taught. And so I know that's not you know we're not in a championship mode, but it's just a saying that says backside's so important. And um, you know when you have a quarterback like Jalen, that that really has that that makes the backside. Uh, they have to respect the backside in case he pulls it. At seven and seven with uh, three games to go, how do you feel about where the team is and what was the message after? Yeah, just you know, good teams win in December, and and they. That my message basically was, um, you 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 take care of business in December, you enjoy it for the night. And then you move on to the next one, and that's really our message all the way through. But uh, we're on to the next one, um, and so we we enjoyed it because we played a good complimentary football game and, and played good at all offense, defense, and special teams. And uh, we'll we'll, uh, we'll get back at get back to work tomorrow. Two more guys. Was there a considered effort to go up tempo, and if so, why? Um, Again, I, I won't go into too much of that with uh, competitive advantage, but we, we we do some tempo stuff, and, and we've been doing that uh, this year. And and I think when you look at our, you know, when we look at our self scout, um, we we've had success in that. So again, you want to when you looked at our self scout, we did a ton of different things for our self scout uh, during our bye week. But when you look at that, you know, you want to duplicate things that you've been doing well. T- uh, tempo has been something that we've done well, um, and and so it was really, you know, we. Uh, you know, you stay on the offense when you're uh, when you're going fast, and so uh, really good job by Jalen communicating uh, Jason to get the the. I mean, Jalen and Jason have just done a good job of, of getting everybody on the same page um, to be able to do that because that takes great communication and great uh, um, you know teamwork just to get the get that going in a in a in a fast setting. What does what to, handle this week? Four days rest, Christmas worked in there. How are you gonna? Yeah. Um, so tomorrow they're coming in tomorrow um, to to get a lift, um, and they need a you know just with the they need a break from our coaches like they, they just need a mental break from us. It's been a, it's been a long week, and uh, as you guys can imagine, and so I think the best thing that we can do is uh, is, is they can come in tomorrow, uh, get a little break from us, and then we'll get back to you know that'll give the coaches a little bit more time to to work on New York, and. Um, 
you know, then we'll be back with the players as coaches uh, on Thursday. And, you know, it's important for our, our guy. I mean, it's, it's gotten, I've always been brought up God, family, football. And so uh, with Christmas uh, coming up, we, uh, we have work to do and, and we got to be, uh, we got to get all our work done. But, you know, I'm going to make sure on Saturday, you know, instead of starting at eight, uh, we start a little bit later um, on Saturday to make sure that, that we're spending time with our family, uh, opening gifts uh, on Christmas. What about, are you, are you doing anything virtually this week? Um, Still talking through that a little bit with obviously just in talking to the doctors, just see what's the best. I think um, <clears throat> we did a really good job this week, and this is a credit to you know our video department with Pat Dolan and our and and John Ferrari and and just so many people. I don't want to I don't want to single I don't want to leave anybody out, but there's so many people put in so much work to, so that we could stay in person, but be separated enough. And we have that great indoor over there to be able to do that. And we just and I mean again, I, I talked about everyone contributing everyone contributed this week within the building and they and we do each week but it really showed this week uh you know which is some of the changes that we made just to, to keep our guys safe and and uh so that was that was good just because it takes all hands on deck it's uh to to win in this league and so uh, just just be uh just glad to be part of this great organization all right we got uh Dallas. just a little bit of rust um, you know, the start of the game, it, it was a great play call. It was, you know, uh, the coaches had it dialed up. You know, Tyree did a great job getting the pick on my guy. And uh, I was kind of looking up to looking up the field to score on that first play that bounced off my foot. Um, but, no, I mean, I don't know if it was a little bit of rust. You know, it's been a long time since we played. But, you know, I was just happy that we were able to uh, continue to fight throughout the whole game. You know, none of us really cared how it started. We just cared about how it finished. And ultimately, we got the win, and that's all that matters. No, I didn't heal, hear or feel it hit my foot. Uh, you know, I was just upset that I dropped it. Um, you know, I was ready to just get to the sideline, flush it, and get ready for the next series. Uh, I saw it on the big jumbotron, put the defense in a bad position, um, something you never want to do. Um, but like I said, glad the way the team fought and came out on top. Yard pass from Jalen to you around the second corner, I think it was. And he really stayed in the pocket for a while, maybe moved a little to his left. Have you noticed over the course of the season that that you can run these routes and he may wait for you a little longer now than, than previously? Yeah, I mean, I think every game that he's out there, he gets more and more comfortable. Um, and, you know, I think he's he, we got a lot of trust in each other. Um, he's got a lot of trust in himself. And, you know, anytime he feels like he can stay in the pocket, I feel like he does. Uh, and he does a great job keeping his eyes downfield. And when he has to run, you know, he's one of the most explosive quarterbacks in this league doing that. Did you lose a bet with the outfit, or is this uh, your own choice? Uh, this is my own choice. Uh, Elf is one of my favorite movies. My sister actually gave me the idea to uh, order it and wear it for a game. And uh, it actually just came in today. And I said, I got to. Perfect timing, you know. Uh, and Shit, I think it looks pretty good. Would you have still worn it if you had lost? Uh, nah. <laughs> I, I, it probably have been in the garbage, uh, pretty upset. But, no, I'm glad we won and, you know, it makes this whole costume a lot better. It's your second consecutive career high. What's clicking for you in the offense right now? Um, you know, I, I'm just out there doing whatever the coaches call. You know, uh, they've been calling my number. Jalen's been finding me. Um, I've been winning on my routes. And, you know, just as the season goes, you just get better and better. You get a more feel for what teams are going to do, how they're going to defend you, uh, ways to attack them. And, you know, it's just been progressing throughout the year. And, you know, hopefully it keeps trending upwards. What does it say about you guys? You're able to overcome, like, a really bad start, obviously, like tonight, 12 on, 10 nothing. Um, how are you guys able to do it? Uh, you know, it's dog mentality. Uh, you know, you could hear the boos from the crowd at the end of the first quarter when we were down 10 nothing, And we are all just sitting there like, Man, this game's far from over. Uh, we can handle these guys easily. We just need to clean up our mistakes. Um, you know, the defense played great, and once the offense got it clicking, uh, got going, you know, I felt like we got in a really good groove, and, you know, we just got to keep keep that going the rest of the season. Can't have starts like that. Dallas, you're a big part of the running attack uh, as well. 200 yards again on the ground. No Landon Dickerson this week at Sua. What do you guys do so well that makes you run the football? So yeah, I mean, it starts all the way from the play calling to Coach Stout, uh, how he coaches the O-line. And, you know, he's all about repetition. You know, it's 1,000 reps at a kick, not 1,000 kicks. You know what I mean? It's, it's doing the same thing over and over again, getting really good at what you do. 
And, you know, I think from the top of our depth chart on O-line to the bottom, uh, whoever we put in there uh, is going to do a good job just because of how detailed they are, how detailed we are uh, in the installs, in practice, uh, things like that. And, you know, you don't want to be the guy that goes in there and, you know, wrecks it up for us. So, you know, Sua did a great job stepping in today. I think he played a really good game. And, you know, that's, that's tough in short notice. So uh, really proud of him. On Friday, how did you react when the game was pushed back and not just spent the extra days? Um, you know, it was one of those things like, you know, not disappointed, but it's like, damn, coming off of a bye, it's been a long time since we played. You know, you kind of got that itch to be back out there. Uh, so it was weird watching all the games on Sunday, knowing we were supposed to be playing. But uh, it was one of those things that we didn't really care when it was going to be. Uh, we just wanted to play. What's your favorite part of Elf? My favorite part of Elf? Uh, probably when he gets attacked by the raccoon or the tickle fight. Uh, with his dad, you know, he's not, he's kind of a Scrooge, so uh, making him do that was pretty funny. Uh, no, and, I, and that's my fault. I ordered this without telling him. Uh, you know, he's a little upset at me, but, you know, I didn't think he'd want to be uh, Santa Claus or the other girl in the show, so I had to take it myself. I guess we need a catch for uh, over 100 yards in two consecutive games. You can dress like that at the podium. Yeah. <laughs> See, everybody's in the Christmas spirit, and uh, it's a good thing they did win tonight. So I may not have gotten a chance to see that outfit because I didn't see him coming into the game. If you had a couple picks in a game and you had that in the locker, would you have rocked that to the uh, post-game locker room or post-game uh, press conference? Uh... If I'm being honest, I don't think I could have pulled that off. Yeah, I don't, I don't think <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't Stick think to I your suits. That off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying to think who would have been a guy back then that would have threw on an elf outfit. Go like uh, Sam Rayburn. Yeah, <laughs> Sam, right, Sam yes. Rayburn. You think trying to think of which one of my teammates that might have thrown on an elf outfit. I'm not sure. Yeah. Like All right, well, let's get back to football. Shall I don't know. Yes, That's yes. why we're here. <laughs> um, Dallas Goddard, we started talking about him before the players came to the podium. What I liked about his game was, obviously, that kind of fluky interception to start things off. What I like that Nick Sirianni did is they went back to Dallas Goddard. Now, of course, like I said, he caught for over 100 yards, which is great. But when you first saw how that interception went down, you thought – how might this throw off the dynamic or the confidence? Because you don't want your quarterback to lose confidence in his tight end. And, of course, you don't want Dallas Goddard to lose confidence in his ability to catch the ball. Yeah. I mean, as an Eagles fan who experienced the Joe Webb game a few years ago, you know, my first thought was, oh, Lord, not on a Tuesday night. We're starting the game off with this <laughs> type of a play. Um, but I was happy to see that they didn't go away from Dallas. Uh, that's obviously our, our, arguably our best pass catcher when you look at how sure-handed he can be. I know he dropped two tonight, but he usually pulls those those balls in and, and, and is able to make something happen after he catches it. I love that he never really goes down with the first contact. He's looking to get yards after the catch, and that's why he's the big playmaker. And honestly, he's been their focal point on offense when it comes to third down. He was their leading target getter on third down in this game. That was that way against the New York Jets as well. They're designing plays for him at all three levels of the field. And honestly, to me, like I love the third down game plan in general tonight. I think when you look at the ways that they were able to get guys open, we saw some really well-designed plays. We saw big play Slay out there on <laughs> offense in motion, running in the backfield. That, yeah. uh, we saw some well-designed plays to Miles Sanders in the flat. So to me, the third down game plan, and I think they only finished like seven for 13. So the numbers weren't eye-popping, but I thought the play design was really, really excellent coming out of the bye week. What I thought was interesting was Jalen Hurts was not the leading rusher today, which yeah, a lot of this rare. season, yeah, yeah, most of the season he was. And, you know, a lot of people, their opinions would be your quarterback shouldn't be your leading rusher. Of course, you see that happen a lot in Baltimore. Yeah. Lamar Jackson is very different than most quarterbacks you see in the National Football League. So I thought what was interesting tonight that we saw from this offense is its development. Yeah. When Jalen Hurts can stand in the pocket so tall and, and be patient and take his time, then it allows the offense to kind of develop around him. It gives guys like Miles Sanders the opportunity to rush for over 100 yards. Of course, he still, you know, puts some yardage on the sure. ground. But his passing game is what really shined tonight. Yeah, and that's where this injury became a little bit of a blessing. Like, I'm sorry, we're going to head back to the podium for Greg awesome. Ward. But when you have, you've basically scored touchdowns. Um, can you talk about why you've been, why you've played well when your numbers called? Just staying ready, just trusting the process. Um, that's what any player, whenever your name is called, just be ready. 
because uh, you you never know when that name when when your number is going to be called. So um, just just trusting yourself, believing in yourself, and just continue to work. What what made you know that the back shoulder was in play there? You said what? What made you know that back shoulder was in play there? Um, just just the leverage of the defender. You know, um, Jalen threw a great ball, and um, I was just able to make the play. How much did you guys rep the graphics? Um. We we repped it a lot, but it wasn't that type of look. But we just adjusted, and Jalen was able to make a great throw. What do you think of Darius Slay uh, getting red zone looks? You said what? Darius Slay? Darius Slay running the red zone. I think it's pretty good. I think it's pretty good. Um, you know, just moving around in the offense. Um, he's definitely going to uh, create distractions. So we was able to uh, some make some plays. We don't care. We don't care. Whenever, wherever, we're, we're going to be ready, and we're going to have the same mindset. Is the way the team felt on Friday, or was that the messaging throughout the past few days? I mean, we, we have great leaders and our coaches and, and, and our uh, players. Just kept, everybody, um, just kept everybody intact, kept everybody focused, and just wasn't letting it be a distraction to us. Um, I just think um, you're just doing a great job of connecting whenever my uh, name is called. And he, he trusts me. He, he throws the ball. So I'm just going to do everything I can to make the play. Jalen had to wait a long time to get back on the field with the injury, the bye, the postponement. What did you see from him, especially after the game didn't get off to a great start? Um, he, he, kept, he, he, he kept his mind. He was poised. Um, he didn't let the uh, turnovers get to him. He, you know, uh, whenever it's self-inflicted, you just gotta take a deep breath and um, just just lock back in, you know. And um, Jalen always does a great job of that. He's never high or low. He just even kill. Now, Nick said his message was about December, about I guess remembering what you do in December. In your career, you've been a part of big December's. What does it take to win this time? Uh, grit. Um, you just have to continue to work, you know. You have to put in extra work. And um, the guys that uh, pay attention to the details and um, pinpoint accurate on everything around this time, those guys are, that's going to win ball, um, ball games. What kind of, kind of conversations have you had this season with, with Jalen Rager about sort of the ups and downs of the year that he has had? Um, it's funny. Rager uh, talked to me before the game, and he was saying that um, whenever God is for you, no one can be against you. So I think he's completely dialed in. Me and him always talk every single day. And I just try to encourage him, uh, just keep his head straight, keep his head focused. Because just like, just like I said earlier, you never know when your uh, number is going to be called. Jalen made the play before I uh, made the catch. And um, without, without that play, I, I wouldn't be able to, um, to, to score. So he, he was ready. He made a um, huge play. I would say uh, details, physicality, um, your your quickness, your steps, everything has to be pinpoint accurate. You have to be dialed in. Yeah, no. Um, I mean, he's, he's a good player, and he, he got to start for a reason. Um, you know, I came in, and I thought he just made the right reads and kept his team in the game and things like that. Um, yeah, no, I thought he did. He did well, and uh, we did a good job of affecting him too. That was well to make him as uncomfortable as we could. Secret to the run defense success. Yeah, uh, we just had a, a good idea of, of what they were going to do, and I think a lot of that just comes to you know what we did in practice and kind of uh, how we thought they were going to attack us and um, just start the D line up front, controlling the line of scrimmage the entire game, and then um, you know guys even from the back end coming downhill and getting in the box and, and making plays. So it was a group effort for sure. Asterisk, I think on third down, like, you know, you guys are already down 10-0. Like, how did you see that play as far as being a turning point kind of stuff? 
Yeah, um, I, I think you know as a defense, we knew that um, a play was going to come, and um, you know I wanted I wanted to catch it, but to get to get a hand on it, uh, it felt good. And again, it's something that uh, we saw from them, uh, kind of just watching the tape throughout the week, and um, you know our, our nickels and safeties do such a good job of communicating to us of, of what they're seeing, and um, you know Vontae gave me the, the right call, and I was able to make a play on it, so it felt good. Yeah. How was the preparation different these past, I, I guess, week and a half or so, not knowing who the quarterback was going to be? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think at the end of the day, uh, we again we, we didn't really know what was going on with them, but we knew that um, as long as we executed how we're how we're supposed to, um, the game should go how it went. And um, I think at the end of the day, that comes down to our leaders and guys making sure that everyone's locked in on what we're doing and, and making sure we're not, uh, you know, even with the extra days, making sure we're using those days to our advantage. And um, I thought we came out, you know, really well, great plan, and guys executed at a high level. Yeah, again, just taking time to, to look at the tape more, getting time, getting those extra you know walkthroughs in to make sure we're all on the same page, and um, you know, coaches kind of putting in extra things that uh, if we get to it at certain points in the game and things that we ran out there that that worked really well. So I thought you know all around uh, we did a good job of kind of spacing the, that time out, but also making sure we're we're using it for the right things. Yeah, uh, you know, we know that, you know, sometimes things don't go, you know, our way. And um, when that happens with the offense, it's our job to, to pick them up and making sure that, you know, we get a stop there and, um, you know, just like they do for us. So um, to us, we go out there with a, honestly, with a, with a vengeance. We want to go out there and making sure that, you know, if we can get a turnover, that'd be great, but, but holding the three and make sure they don't get in the end zone. And uh, again, that, I think that starts up front with our D line being so dominant uh, on the line of scrimmage and then the, the back end and, uh, and the LBs just kind of filling in, making sure they're all on the same page. But I think it's a, it's a mindset when he comes out to those things. Yeah, um, you know, coach, you know, he does a good job of taking care of us, but, um, you know, this next day or two, we can, you know, get our bodies back, but making sure that mentally we're, we're keeping the same routine as we would and um, getting on the tape as fast as we can. You know, you look at this game and, and make those corrections and, and correct them, but um, it's, it's on to the next week. And I know we have great leaders again in this locker room. We're going to make sure when we come in tomorrow, um, you know, we flip the switch and get right back into game plan. So it'll be good. We'll be good. Appreciate you guys. That was linebacker TJ Edwards. Fran, you touched on this earlier, holding Antonio Gibson to just uh, 26 yards, Terry McLaurin just two receptions. If that is not a complete defensive performance with two weapons on offense that Washington had and they were healthy, I don't know what is. Yeah, and you could tell that coming into this game that the Eagles' defensive philosophy was going to be put the ball in the quarterback's hands to see if he can beat us. Uh, don't allow Antonio Gibson to, to get you in uh, manageable down and distance situations. And that may be why we gave up a few plays one-on-one -on, -one on the outside because most of our focus was on making sure Washington had no run game tonight. 15 carries for Antonio Gibson tonight. 20, was it 26 yards? 26 25? yards on 20, 15 carries. That's, that, that's incredible mm -hmm. the way we were able to control Washington's run game tonight. It's a, what do we say? Kickoff show. It make Garrett Gilbert beat you, yeah. right? Yep. You're betting on the probabilities that he's not going to, you know, we saw the 45-yard completion to Terry McLaurin down the left sideline. We saw some completions in the intermediate area of the field to a Ricky Seals-Jones or to Adam Humphreys, but not being able to do it over and over and over consistently. I thought the pressure was outstanding in this game. The defensive line, two sacks. I don't think that represents exactly the no. performance of the defensive line. I thought that they were really, really active in this game. And, and Garrett Gilbert really never looked comfortable. And I think, again, a big opportunity to see younger guys on that defensive line. Milton Williams Splashed. showed out yep. tonight. Yeah, and, and we've seen more and more of Milton Williams over the past few weeks. And typical rookies, it's an up-and-down season for them. Uh, the season starts off where things are spinning, going so fast for them, and then it slows down. And then there's a lull because you're like, okay, we're only in the 12th week. Well, his season is normally over in college, and it's just starting to ramp up now. So it's good to see him sort of switching into that second gear. He seemed to have gotten over that rookie wall, and we're starting to see 93 flash a lot more in the backfield. We're starting to see why they loved him coming out of La Tech. He had that TFL on third and one, but the play I loved 
loved most was that near interception for Rodney McLeod early in the second half. It was Milton Williams holding up the running back that forced Garrett Gilbert to hold the ball. It was an errant throw. That would have been an interception by Rodney. Give the credit there to Milton. I want to talk a little bit about something that we discussed on the kickoff show was uh, Devontae Smith having a quiet few weeks. Again tonight, just three receptions, 40 yards. Do we think that is because Dallas Goddard is producing at such a high level alongside a strong rushing attack? Or is there just some work that needs to be done with the connection between Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith? There's, there's no questioning he's, he's a good wide oh, receiver. No, but, but I'm trying to just figure out maybe why it's been a quiet few weeks for him. Uh, because he's a good wide receiver. Defenses are starting to focus their attention on number six. He's going to get the best coverage guy each week, man-to-man. They're going to mix it up. They're going to press him. They're going to put safety help over the top. And so the thing you don't want is for Jalen Hurts to try to force the ball to him. And that sometimes leads to turnovers. When the opportunities are there, you take advantage of them. I'm not as concerned about uh, Devontae. Uh, and his ability to get open, he's just now learning what it means to have coverage dictated to you. And what really needs to happen is the other guys need to start to step up because when you do that, now the defense has to pay attention to the Jalen Ragers, to the Quez Watkins, Dallas Goddard doing his thing. That's going to free up some opportunities for Devontae Smith. But the catch he made on the sideline, we've been watching this team a lot of years. We (laughs) haven't had many receivers that can make the type of catch Devontae Smith made in the first half coming back for that ball. It was so good, the, the, the referees thought like, no it way was incomplete. Like, yeah. no way he caught that The ref ball. was right there. He watched yes. it. And, and it was a phenomenal catch. But those are the type of catches he's been sort of reduced to having to make because he's not getting the open looks that he was getting earlier in the season. And so it'll, it'll, it'll free up for him when the other guys start to make defenses pay for it. And to your earlier point, I mean, this is a team that ran the ball 40 times tonight. And when you run the ball 40 times, Jalen Hurts drops back 25 times. Look, Dallas Goddard's going to get his share of targets. Devontae Smith, was, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Devontae Smith was second on the team in targets. Uh, he had five targets, caught three passes, and you're still going to sprinkle things in. You got the screen game. You got Jalen Rager. Uh, you've got Quez Watkins. Everybody's going to get a little bit. Not everybody's going to get eight, nine, ten targets. I was going to say, it kind of allows for creativity, right? I have to go to this one drive where it was a Goddard catch, Goddard catch, Rager, Jordan Howard, Goddard, Sanders, 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 Hurts, and then that quarterback sneak for the touchdown. I mean, if that's not creativity where you're spreading out, you're running, you're passing, you got your quarterback using his legs and his arm, I mean, that's what it's made of right there. Yeah, we just heard uh, when Greg Ward was was up at the podium, he was asked about – the creativity there with big play Slay being out there, being a part of the offense. I almost had to do a double take. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Um, I wonder if there's an opportunity for him to actually get the ball in the offense. We know what he does when he has the ball in his hands. But, friend, Ella, you look at what the offensive play designs were in tonight's game. I saw a lot of creativity uh, from this offensive play uh, calling tonight. You could tell they took good advantage of the time off and they threw some new wrinkles in there that teams hadn't seen from the passing game. We might have to, like, shut down the show Get all resources possible over for the post-game press conference if Darius Slay gets a touch on offense this year. And Lord help us if he scores. Like, if he scores on offense, we're, we're all through. Uh, that's, that said, I want to give some love to Jalen Rager as well, guys. Yeah. There was a couple yeah. games ago, you know, you go back to the New York Giants game, he had a couple of those critical drops late, right? And obviously, huge, huge plays. What do we see the following week against the New York Jets? He has a key block to spring Kenny Gainwell for a touchdown. Chips in, has a couple catches. A couple weeks later here in this one, what do we see? We see the crucial catch to help seal the game late on an outstanding play on third down on that screen. He explodes like he's shot out of a cannon, takes off, has some big blocks in the run game. Really love what we've seen from Jalen Rager these last couple of weeks. And that kind of touches on what we talked about earlier in terms of confidence. Right? I mean, Jalen Rager didn't give up. After that Giants game, he could have yep. held his, you know, let his head kind of yeah. be down and, mm-hmm. and, and really take that one hard. But to see his confidence develop, I think that goes for the development of this team in terms of the players, but also the coaching staff, right? We had to see confidence develop from the staff as well. I mean, Nick Sirianni got his first NFC East win here tonight, and the season is in front of him. With three games left, the ball's in the Eagles' court. Right. And so a game like tonight where they know, look, things just went off the rails this week, but they can still come out. They can still put together a good win um, and they can really adjust on the fly, I think, allows for confidence 
both amongst players and the coaching staff as well. Yeah, and it starts with the coaching staff and how they handled uh, last week's uh, situation and the postponement of the game, moving it back two days. Uh, I love the messaging coming out of the locker room. Um, obviously, the knee-jerk reaction, some players weren't necessarily happy about having to delay the game, but the overall sentiment uh, was pretty much, we're going to go about doing our business. This, this won't become a distraction. Uh, I love Coach Sirianni's uh, answer to how they reacted. They used the uh, extra days to work on some things, maybe add something into the offense. And so it didn't become a, an excuse for them, a built-in crutch for them. And that's the sign of good coaching, good leadership amongst the veterans on this team. And one quick thing about Jalen Rager that I noticed after that Giants game. Um, it's his body language. His body language says to me that I'm competing out here, that I expect more of myself, that I know I didn't do my job to help bring a win here. And like you said, Ella, he isn't feeling sorry for himself. He isn't hanging his head. He didn't make a ton of excuses. He spoke after that game, owned up to his part and not coming through there. And him coming back from that game and after the bye week, watching him tonight, I saw a guy who was out there competing, who was out there seemingly determined uh, to make plays tonight. And so that bodes well for him, number one, moving forward, but also for this offense when we want to become more of a versatile offense and not so predictable. If you can get that type of production and a little bit more out of Jalen Rager down the stretch, this offense this already – showing what they are can be even more dangerous going into the stretch. And you talked about the, the, the coaching. I think a big part of that, too, is the player development and understanding what buttons to push with certain players. Nick Sirianni talked after, the, after this game about the interaction with Jalen Hurts after the fumble. You see how they've treated guys like Miles Sanders after mistakes. He has a couple fumbles against the Saints. What happens? He leads the team in rushing each of the next three games. You see Jalen Rager. Do they, do they send him to the bench? Do they give up on him? No, they stick with him, and he comes through and makes plays. I think having an understanding of what buttons to push with young players is not always going to be pretty. This is a very young offense, a very young defense. I really like the way that this team is stuck with some of these young players. Let them develop. And I love everything about that interaction with Coach Sirianni and Jalen Hurts. Yes, yeah, absolutely. I love everything about it. You can't hold on to the football. Um, I'm in the press box. You watch the overview. You can see that there was plays there to be made. There were guys open. I'm sure coaches saw that up in the coach's box. Relay that to the head coach. Head coach is frustrated about that. You let the player know about it, and you move on from it. Jalen's reaction to it was even better than Coach Sirianni's reaction to what happened. Jalen, you take that coaching in, it's constructive criticism. Nobody feels worse about that situation than Jalen Hurts. That's not what he wanted to do, but I love that he didn't hang his head. He didn't take it personal. He went out there, he played better, and that's, a, that's where you see the relationship between head coach and quarterback, how it's developed, because there's a trust factor there that Jalen knows he's being coached to be better. He's not being coached to be disciplined or being uh, put down or anything of that nature. Because I'm pretty sure at some point after that, Coach Sirianni went over there and gave him words of encouragement that allowed him to go out there and continue to be Jalen Hurts. That's good coaching right there. And that's yeah. good. That's a good reaction to being coached hard. Believe me, I've been coached by some hard coaches and they get the best out of you if you know how to internalize that and not take it personal and realize it's something that they expect from you that you should expect from yourself. And look, that's one of the benefits in drafting a player like Jalen Hurts because you look at his history. Who coached him in college? That's right, Nick Saban. Nick Saban. Right? You can tell the way <laughs> Jalen Hurts. Like <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> you can tell by the way Jalen, like you said, accepted the coaching. He's been here, done this. Yes. He's been on the big stages. So the criticism that surrounds Jalen Hurts prior to entering the league about his arm and his ability to we all know the criticisms, right? Mm -hmm. But this is why you invest in a player like Jalen Hurts, because he has this type of experience, these type of life lessons through learning and playing under a guy like Nick Saban that translate into the NFL that some guys just because of where they came yeah. from they just naturally don't have and so when you see a situation like that play out and then you see Nick Sirianni's response to it in a press conference I can't wait to hear what Jalen Hurts has to say about yeah. it I'm sure yeah. he'll be asked that's why you go in on a quarterback like Jalen Hurts because it's moments like this that make him better because he can take it 
Uh, not to mention, too, what that sets the example for with all the other young yes. players. Right. You know, yes. you, and I think there were two examples there. You saw Dallas Goddard and having that, that drop that leads to the interception, sets up the touchdown. What happens? They go back to him on that next drive. He's got the big completion on third down, have, obviously has a huge game. And then Jalen, seeing him respond mm -hmm. to that coaching and come back and have the performance that he had the final three quarters. Great examples for young players on this team. Yeah, he's not uh, throwing tablets around on the sidelines. <laughs> <laughs> How about wow. That? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, we had a, it. Was, it was $20 it was there, yes, the street, all right? Yes, uh, yes that's good. <laughs> but I do have to say, something I have to say about Nick Sirianni is he practices what he preaches. Yeah. Yes. Earlier on in the season, you know, sometimes you might think he's just feeding you the lines. Yep. When he says he stresses accountability, looking in the mirror, looking in the mirror. But that's what he's been doing this whole time. Yep. All right, well, speaking of the quarterback, here he is. Yeah, can you walk through the uh, back shoulder throw to uh, Greg Ward, what he saw in that play, and um, why, why you chose that ball placement? Um, yeah, I had to I put the ball where it needed to be. Um, only where my receiver can get it. And, um, you know, G. Ward made a, a big-time play. Um, been, been going to G. Ward a lot. Um, and there's some we kind of missed on. Uh, missed on one today, but he came up for the team, made a big-time catch um, in, in a crucial situation in the game to put it away. So. Pleased to see that. Nick said he had some choice words for you after the uh, the, f uh, the fumble, but he says you can take you know tough coaching. Um, you know, how did you respond to that? Um, well, I've been telling him all year. You know, I'm a coach's kid, <laughs> and, and basically all the coaches' kids out there, um, they they know what that means. That means they've been coached. Um, they they've heard everything. Um, so, you know, the, the, I, in high school, I lived with the guy that was chewing me out. So. I made it clear to coach all year. I'm like, you know, you can you can get on me a little bit. Um, so after after um, after the fumble, he came up to me, said what he had to say. And then later on in the game, he comes back and jokes with me and says, I guess I'm gonna just start coaching you like your dad coached you. Um, so funny moment. What did he have to say? Whatever he said, it worked. Yeah, you know you gotta protect the ball. Um, they have they have great great edge rushers, um, a great D line. Um, they're very active up front and uh, create a lot of penetration. So you gotta be mindful of them um, while you're in the pocket and working the pocket and protecting the ball. Yeah, uh, 20, 23 days, I think it was between starts. What was that time like for you, and, and what was it like to, to be back out? <sighs> yeah, I think I think it was very fun being back on the field, um, being back on the field, getting the win in which we needed. Um, you know, first division win um, for this football team this year. Um, couldn't come at a better time, you know, and I, I know we're back at 500, 500 for the first time this year. Um, it's a big deal, but I know that the job isn't done. The job isn't done. Um, nowhere near from done. Um, and we know what we want to accomplish. Um, and you know, I said it, I said it to the guys. Um, you, know, you just have to have that mentality of not being denied, um, <clears throat> not being denied. You know, and, and I've said all year, everybody's seen all year the youth of this football team and um, the youth we've had and, and the different things we've overcome and had the experience with the different nuances of um, having new everything. Um, but right now in December, we can't be denied of what we want. So um, with all the adversity we had this week, um, with all the adversity we had um, today early in the game, um, we didn't let it affect us today, and, and I'm so happy about that. Jalen, how, how, how did the ankle affect your kind of help, help your ankle and would you have been able to play Sunday and how did you make it through the game? I'm not gonna get into hypotheticals. We played on Tuesday. Um got a win today. Got a shorter shorter turnaround and um once I leave here I am getting ready for New York. How did the ankle affect your, your style of play tonight? Is is it is it fair to say that there were maybe some plays when you, you would have run other times and you stayed in the pocket to throw? No, I don't think so. Um I'm sorry. What's the hardest you've ever been coached? <laughs> well, I, I've had some great coaches. Um, I've had my dad, obviously, um, for a long time in my life. Um, went to coach Coach Saban. I had Coach Saban, and um, I mean, he was a great coach for me. Um, coach Riley, um, Coach Mike Loxley at Maryland. Um, now, 
and Coach Sirianni now, you know. I've had a, a ton of great coaches, and um, I've had great relationships with them all. Um, and I think they all have different styles nonetheless, but um, we all have a standard that we want to coach to. We have a standard we want to play to. So um, however you communicate that, it's, it's, it's going to get it done. Did you, did you check to the bubble screen on the third and six to challenge? Yeah, I got, got, to, got to a play I thought would be good. Um, versus the look we were getting, um, and and Jalen Jalen did a really good job of uh, you know getting loose with the ball in his hands, and that's a that's a, that's a crucial drive in the game. It's a crucial drive in the game to kind of put the game away and finish it off with uh, G Ward making making the touchdown catch. With you telling Nick that you're able to be coached hard, did you sense that earlier in the season you didn't quite understand that, or how has that relationship and that part of it evolved? I think this. Uh, I, I, I'll say that. It's all about communicating within the relationship. Um, and those are things that we've obviously um, kind of overtaken with time, you know, and um, we, we've we just taken steps together um, throughout all of this, um, throughout all of this. Jalen, what was Brian Johnson's messaging to you throughout the game, and how do you think he's contributed to your growth throughout the season? Yeah, me, me and Brian, we have a, a great, long-lasting relationship, and I think for him, he just he tells me, um, good, bad, or indifferent. Just keep being you. Being, keep being you. Um, you know, we get down, a turnover happens. Hey, you know, let's, let's get, let's go get some points. We get a strip sack, some unfortunate. Hey, we're right there. You know what I mean? So, um, definitely keeping me prepared. Coach Brian always keeps me prepared, um, and you know, there's never any doubt with that. How do you think? So you said you guys needed this win at seven and seven with three games to go. How do you think you guys stand? Right, the job ain't done yet. How do you think? Terry, how, do you, how do you think you responded to the Giants game? Shit, I, I flushed that a long time ago. I forgot about it. I got I get to play them this week. How do you think Darius Slay impacted that one play when he was <laughs> I don't know how much he impacted. I hope he I hope he did a little something. Uh, he didn't get the ball. Maybe he'll get the ball next week. There was Jalen Hurts. Great game for the quarterback. Handled it like a professional. On to the next. Well, uh, earlier tonight, we spoke a little bit about Darius Slay making an appearance on offense. So Fran, of course, had to break it down in this week's Rico Extra Point. Well, this week on the Rico Review, I want to take a look at one of my favorite plays from the first half. It happened third down late in the second quarter. Eagles about to score their first touchdown of the game and tie this one up at 10. As you can see, it's third and three, and the Eagles go in a spread look here. 11 personnel, one running back, Miles Sanders, one tight end, Dallas Goddard, and three receivers. But look at who these three receivers are. You've got Devontae Smith. You've got Greg Ward. Who's that third receiver? Big play Slay. Eagles cornerback number two, Darius Slay, lined up in the game on offense in the slot. And I want you to watch what they do because right now, when Washington sees that number two is in the game, alarm bells are going off. What's about to happen here? And the Eagles, all they're going to do is take Slay. They're going to put him in orbit motion all the way back around and send him back. And all of that is just eye candy in the backfield. We can let this roll. And again, everybody's trying to figure out what exactly is coming. You're going to send number two in motion, bring him back the opposite way. And all you're running is your simple zone read. You've got Jalen Hurts reading that backside defensive end. He's got the ability to either hand it off or keep it. The offensive line does a great job of just riding that defensive line upfield. Look at that alley for Miles Sanders. He's able to take off here on third and short for a nice gain to get the Eagles into the low red zone. Just a couple of plays later, Jalen Hurts goes into the end zone for a quarterback sneak touchdown to tie this game up at 10. Outstanding design there from this Eagles coaching staff. Getting big play slay involved on offense. Some creativity out of the bye week. Now is your chance to vote for the Toyota Player of the Week. Go to PhiladelphiaEagles.com slash Toyota Player of the Week to cast your vote and get a chance at a brand new Toyota. All right, guys, here we go. Three nominees kicking it off on the defensive side of the ball. Fletcher Cox, meet Garrett Gilbert. Garrett Gilbert, meet Fletcher Cox. Nice sack on the day for the big guy. Jalen Hurts, here's your quarterback. Finds Greg Ward for the touchdown. He was 26, 20 for 26, I'm sorry. Two rushing touchdowns on the day. 
And uh, Miles Sanders, where are you going? I don't know. Follow 62. Jason Kelsey making an appearance this week for Toyota like Player of the Week. <laughs> what it. do we think? How did y'all throw Jason in there? You know, <laughs> you know he's a fan favorite, and anything he's involved in, he's going to win the voting. That's it. There you go. Let's I, go. I got to go with the quarterback. <laughs> Kidding me? Kidding me? I'm going with Jalen Hurts tonight. Welcome back, young fella. Awesome job tonight. Through the air. A little bit of a slow start, but I love the way he picked it up and he fought through the early uh, uh, rust and had a phenomenal game tonight. You get the screen game. You get the perimeter run game. The offense runs for 200 yards once again. Let's go to the offensive line. Let's give this to Jason Kelsey uh, with this game ball. And vote for him for the Walter yes. Payton man. That's right. Don't forget right. that. Right. Exactly. Yes, while yes. we're here, right? It's hard to defeat Jason. It's like having going up against Brian Dawkins. You normally lose when you go up against yeah. right. Brian Dawkins. Jason Kelsey the same way. All right, well, moving on. Uh, the Eagles are facing a team they recently saw, and that is the New York Giants. For tonight's Jamison Nightcap, we're going to take a look at Sunday's matchup uh, as the New York Giants come to town. All right, the Giants are 4-2. and two. What quarterback will they see? We don't know. Will it be Mike Glennon? Will it be uh, Jake Fromm? Daniel Jones hit the IR uh, earlier this week. But uh, 1 o'clock on Sunday. Yeah, the Eagles have to take this momentum and just keep riding it. I mean, this is a team that nobody really wants to face right now. Uh, they can beat you on the ground. They got the passing game starting to click. They're getting guys back. They're adding more to the offense. This is obviously a game the Eagles need to go out and win. It's at home. Uh, the Giants beat us up there a few weeks ago. We got to get the W. Yeah, the turnover is obviously huge in that game. Yeah. The Eagles did not play their best on offense. Come through, play your game. Uh, they can come up with a W here. The Giants, uh, they're still feisty, they're feisty. Uh, but, but you still uh, have to go out and execute here in this game. Well, before we go, Eagles fans, there's a new way for you to get a recap of each game. Check out our voice app on Alexa and Google devices. For more information, visit PhiladelphiaEagles.com slash voice. Well, that's all we have, fellas. Tuesday night. We got a quick week to turn we this a, thing around. And we got a W. So we got I, the dub. You can be happy tonight. <laughs> get a victory. We get a, yes. we get a victory, y'all. Yes. Tomorrow. Well, tomorrow. Two to six. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to the post-game show. From our Eagles family to yours, happy holidays and go birds.